Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. From Isaiah, the 61st chapter. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the plant in the Lord, that he may be glorified. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Savior Jesus Christ has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Let us remember with thanksgiving what God has done through his servant, Lynn. Lynn was given life by his creator and was born on July 25, 1941, the child of Lowell and Gertie. On July 27, 1941, he received the gift of holy baptism and became a child of God. On May 13, 1956, he publicly confessed his faith and was confirmed. He received the precious gift of the Lord's life-giving body and blood. On February 20, 1964, he received the gift of a beloved companion in his spouse, Mavis. He was blessed with the gift of children, Lee, Bud, and Linnell. God blessed Lynn's life with many special people as he served God in his vocation at home, church, work, and in the community. Finally, on December 5, 2023, God blessed Lynn with a holy death and took him home to rest in the arms of Jesus to await the resurrection of the dead. May the Lord bless the memory of Lynn. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, the longer you live in this world, it's the longer you live in this world, the more sorrows you will accumulate. The longer that you live in this world, the more heartbreak you will know. The longer you live in this world, the more you will, yes, fail. And so life has a way of beating a person up. It really does. Whether it is an emotional, physical, or mental blow, nonetheless, we get quite scuffed up in life. Furthermore, all of us have figuratively fallen into the mud of life as well, scraping our knees through our own personal sins and getting knocked in the head by our own foolish decisions. In a word, we could just all agree right here, right now, that life, it is rough, it is tough, it is hard. Life is even more difficult 
when big things come and drop on us like a thousand pounds of bricks, things like cancer, things like death itself. And so the point being, the totality of life in this veil of tears seems to be one big tumble down the stairs is enough to make you and me to want to toss the towel and to call it quits. Now, it does not help this morning to be at a funeral. Indeed, funerals sometimes have a way of making everything worse. Funerals have a way of piling on additional sorrow to people who are already saturated by sorrow through the veil of tears, this life that we live. For example, and it hurts me to say this, never again in this age and this world will you look into the eyes of Lynn or hear his voice speak. Never again will you feel the touch of his hand or hear his stories. Never again will you hear his laughter. This is the bitter part of death. But today, despite everything that life throws at you and me, despite the pain and the sorrow over the loss of Lynn, there is joy. Yes, you heard that. Contrary to everything that we have just said, there is joy in the midst of this pain. Yesterday, here at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, during one of our services, we celebrated the baptism of a little baby, little Marley. It's pretty neat. During the baptismal liturgy, right up here at this font, we placed a white garment over little Marley, showing that in baptism, little Marley is clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness that covers all of our sins. Now, Mavis and dear family, I would like you to take a moment and look at Lynn's casket right now. What do you notice right here? Yes, Lynn is wearing a white garment as well. He is wearing a funeral pall, which shows us and reminds us right here that Lynn has been baptized. We could say that with this white garment that Lynn is wearing, it's actually the same white garment that little Marley received yesterday because the gift of baptism, get this, the gift of baptism holds us from birth all the way to death. That is right. Lynn is clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness that covers all of his sins. On July 27th of 1941, the Lord actually snatched Lynn unto himself. He took Lynn and he clothed him in, in the righteousness of Jesus. He, indeed, he clothed him in Christ's salvation. Now in death, he still holds Lynn. You see, right now in death, God the Father, God the Father who created Lynn, does not see Lynn with all the scuffs and the bruises and the scrapes from this tough life that we all endure. Instead, God the Father, he sees a perfect and a clean, a righteous, now get this, a righteous saint. Yes, you heard that correctly. Lynn is a saint. But you may be saying to yourself, I, I thought it took five years to be declared a saint. Doesn't a person need to have a verified miracle? Yes, does not a person not need, need not to have a verified miracle or heroic virtue to receive the status of a saint? I mean, no disrespect when I say this. 
But being a saint is not about what a person does, but it is about who a person belongs to. In other words, when a person is wrapped in the garments of salvation, the righteousness of Jesus, they are a saint. Listen for a moment to the selected Old Testament reading from Isaiah that we just heard. Isaiah says this, I rejoice greatly in the Lord. I exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation and wrapped me in a robe of righteousness. As Christians, we're not viewed by God with all of our scuffs and bruises and mud from this life. Instead, the Lord God dresses us up with salvation. He wraps us in his righteousness. That garment that we speak of, that garment that is spoken of in this text from Isaiah is the gift of Christ. For you, for me, and especially for Lynn. Hear this clearly right now. In holy baptism, the radiant righteousness of Jesus cleansed Lynn of all of his sins and covered him in a complete and total holiness. And so because Jesus wrapped his accomplished forgiveness and grace around Lynn, Lynn is a saint. Lynn is secure. He has assurance. Now, dear friends, when we have Christ, actually, let me rephrase that. When Christ has us, we have the light of the world. When Christ has us, we have his righteousness. We have his forgiveness and the antidote for eternal death. Because of Jesus' death and his resurrection on behalf of Lynn, and because of Lynn's baptismal connection to Christ's death and resurrection, Lynn rests in peace right now. In fact, hear this loud and clear. On the last day, on the last day when the great trumpet will sound, Jesus will indeed raise all flesh as he promises to do in his holy scriptures, which means that he will not abandon Lynn to the grave, but will raise this very body, this one right before us. And Lynn, mark my words on this, not my words, but mark Jesus' words, Lynn will stand and live again without fear and without the scuffs and bruises and mud from this life. Lynn will stand before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the inheritance prepared for him from the foundation of the world. And Mavis, you will see him again, eye to eye. And so today, amid our grief, we simultaneously have joy and grief. We have joy because Lynn has God's favor through Christ, not vengeance, we have joy during and through our grief because we await with Lynn this majestic crown, not ashes on our head. We have joy amid the grief because through Christ we have the garment of forgiveness, life, and salvation, not a garment of shame and despair and death. We have joy in one hand because Lynn is clothed in Christ, marked as one of the redeemed and will truly be resurrected on the last day. And at the same time, in the other hand, we hold grief and sorrow and tears because he will be missed. Perhaps the words of the Apostle Paul are best for us to hear at this time. Let me actually paraphrase the Apostle Paul along with all that we have heard thus far. We need not carry on with frantic fear, as so many do at the time of death. Instead, 
Yeah, instead, we can cry holy tears of love for Lynn, while at the same time having a bold hope that Lynn is wrapped in Christ and will be resurrected on the last day, both and. Mavis and family of Lynn, very soon we will lay Lynn to rest in a holy grave to await the resurrection. But his rest in the grave will be only a little while. For Christ will soon raise Lynn and all of us to a newness of life where he will make all things, yeah, all things anew. As we wait, though, dear friends, rest in the garments of Christ and his grace that is for you. Rest in the salvation that holds you and it holds Lynn today and forevermore. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you. 